The Jets have a lot of work to do at the quarterback position this offseason. It's more than just getting a better backup quarterback. I'll tell you what today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, January 15th, 2024, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast, worse, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out. It helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Today we're talking about the quarterback position. We're going to detail what the Jets need to do at quarterback this offseason in order to have the position in, in top form entering 2024. And I know I know a lot of people are going to say priority number one should be upgrading the backup quarterback spot. And that's understandable based on what happened for the New York Jets this season when they had to play their entire year without their starting quarterback. For me, it's actually priority number two. And priority number one is actually not dealing with roster moves at quarterback. It's dealing with roster moves at other spots. I think priority number one has to be upgrading the spots around Aaron Rodgers and whomever the Jets bring in as their backup quarterback next year for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, you know, we could talk about Rodgers' resume. You know, He's one of the top 20 quarterbacks of all time. You can make a case he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. But he's 40, and he's coming off a pretty serious injury. You know, Achilles injuries are not easy to recover from when you're 40 years old in the NFL. And not only that, Rodgers had shown some signs of decline even prior to the trade. 2022 was probably his worst season in the NFL. And there were some mitigating factors there. You know, he was dealing with an injury to his throwing hands, which, you know, as a quarterback, that's no small deal. The Green Bay infrastructure around him was not that great. Although that argument, I don't know that that argument is holding as much uh, sway as it may have a year ago because, you know, you watch the Packers play these days. Um, that receiving group doesn't look so bad. But despite the mitigating factors, I mean, you can see you could see it on the film and you could also see it in some of the advanced stats that Rodgers was not necessarily as dynamic of a playmaker outside the pocket as he was earlier in his career. And the Packers did a good job scheming things up to kind of work around the things that were declining and Rodgers still could play at a high Rodgers was still playing at a reasonably high level in Green Bay. In fact, you know, he's not that far. He's only a couple of years removed from being an MVP. But the point is, I still think Rodgers can help the Jets. But I think the days of him like being able to lift a team on his back and just do it all are probably over. And that means that you've got to have better players around him, because if you put Aaron Rodgers on this team this year, I mean, look, I don't think there's any question the offense would be improved, but quarterback who you know can't move as well as he used to and by the way Aaron Rodgers spent most of his career in Green Bay with a with an excellent offensive line you know this is not a guy who's really had to deal with a lot of offensive line issues in fact prior to 2022 there was a, the, probably the worst stretch of his career was when the Packers had a lot of issues up front um so I, I think that the Jets need to focus on upgrading the group around Aaron Rodgers and I think that that you know that goes without saying but I think it's also important because I don't think Zach Wilson was like the worst backup quarterback in the league. I think Zach Wilson was a typical backup quarterback. And 
for backup quarterbacks, they're good enough to be in the NFL. If you put them in a good situation, they'll probably look pretty decent. You'll win some games. If you put the right pieces around them, if you put them in a good scheme, you know, they'll be fine. If you don't, they'll be dragged down by the group around them. And that's just the way a lot of quarterbacks are in this league. You know, a lot of quarterbacks, there aren't many quarterbacks who can, who can elevate their team. Most quarterbacks are kind of the product of their circumstances. And, you know, look, you, you can trade Zach Wilson if you want. And I think the Jets probably will this offseason. And quite frankly, it's probably better for Zach than it is anybody else because Zach could probably use a fresh start. But to some degree, like, even if you get, like, a higher-end backup quarterback, if you don't put them in a better situation, if you give them this kind of offensive line that the Jets had this year, if you give them this receiving group where you have nothing other than Garrett Wilson, you know, it's not going to be very good. You know, I, I don't want to disrespect Tyler Conklin or Brees Hall, but because, you know, Brees had an excellent year as a, as a receiving back and Conklin, you know, had his moments. These are not guys who should combine for almost 200 targets. And the fact that they were so involved in the passing game this year suggests that, you know, they probably were because the Jets just didn't have enough receiver talent. Now, you know, what can the Jets do this offseason? We talked about this on Friday. You know, I gave you some guys to watch in this weekend's playoff games. You know, I talked about uh, Kevin Dotson from, from the Rams, Robert Hunt from uh, the Dolphins. Uh, there are some guys out there, but there aren't really a lot list of great free agents at the off on the offensive line. Now, in the first round when the Jets pick, you know, could Joe Alt fall to them at, at 10? You know, potentially. It's not going to be easy to fix this offensive line, though. And I think... Jets probably just going to have to roll the dice on some mid-tier free agents and hope they run into a good year. You know, it's, it's what, kind of what happened this year with George Fant with the Texans, where Fant was available for a really long time. And what what's happened is people have been like, well, why didn't the Jets bring him back? Well, you didn't really know Fant was going to have a good season. Essentially, you're just kind of hoping that, like, a guy who's okay runs into a great season, runs into, like, a career year. Yeah, uh, it's... I mean, when I look at this list of free agents, uh, you know, Tyron Smith from Dallas is a guy who kind of stands out, but he has trouble staying on the field. He's been an excellent player, but, you know, and I don't know that Dallas is necessarily going to be very keen on letting him go. I mean, the, the one free agent who I guess kind of intrigues me is Michael Wenu from the Patriots, who, you know, is in his mid-20s, in theory, entering his prime. So maybe that's a guy you, you target at the tackle position. But Jets, you know, obviously offensive line needs to be a priority, whether it's through the draft or whether it's through free agency. And quite frankly, the Jets are going to have to get lucky there. I think the wide receiver position is a little bit better, even if you get past the, the guys they should be targeting. And I'm again, I'm thinking about guys, if you're going to give out a big contract, it should be a guy like entering his prime. So the two guys who really stand out who are about to hit free agency are T. Higgins and Michael Pittman. Uh Higgins, of course, plays with the Bengals. Pittman plays with the Colts. But there are other intriguing options out there. Calvin Ridley's set to hit free agency with Jacksonville. Um, and if you're going for like a lower tier guy, I think you can go a little bit older there because you're not giving out as big of a contract. Somebody like a um, somebody like a Tyler Boyd from Cincinnati. You know, maybe Cincinnati prioritizes T. Higgins, which they, which they probably should do. I wouldn't mind giving you know bringing in Tyler Boyd because he'd be an upgrade over what the Jets had. But the point here is that the Jets really, really need to upgrade around their quarterback. And in fact, that's why it's my, my number one priority at the quarterback position is not dealing with the quarterback position itself. My number one priority for the quarterback position is simply making sure the quarterback, whoever's playing quarterback for the Jets the next year, Rodgers when he's healthy, somebody else when he's not, making sure they have the tools around them to succeed. Because this team's not going anywhere with the piece, if they keep the same pieces in place. Yeah, they'll be better offensively they won't be as disastrous offensively 
they'll be able to work around the limitations of the Hackett scheme. I mean, let's be honest with you. All the Jets, Jets are talking about Aaron Rodgers won the MVP in this scheme. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers can work around anything. It's a bad scheme. They have a great quarterback. A great quarterback can overcome that. But it's not going to work unless the, it's not going to work to the level the Jets want it to unless they bring in much, much better pieces on the offensive line and the wide receiver position. And these things are not going to be easy to do. They're going to you're going to need some really smart front office work to bring in the right pieces, guys who fit the system and guys who maybe show you maybe have a little bit more than you see on the surface. But I'm not denying Jets do need to improve their backup quarterback spot this year. What they did this year was not a good idea and not a second guess. I mean, a lot of us knew going in that riding with Zach Wilson was maybe not such a smart idea. Ahead, you're on the Lockdown Jets podcast. We'll turn our attention to backup quarterback. What can the Jets do to upgrade the spot? Well, I have some ideas on that, and I'll tell you what they are continuing this Monday edition of Lockdown Jets. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You know you should not have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. I've done it plenty of times. I've done it for tennis, did it to see a Broadway show, did it uh, to go to a college football game. And I did these all within like a couple of hours of these events starting. So you can go to game time and it's really easy to use two taps and you're done. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. You can create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N. It's one word, with no space for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Jace Medical. We come to sports to escape the realities of, of life. And yeah, I know we don't want to talk about it. We want to talk about the Jets, but realities are out there. And you want to make sure you're prepared. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It's scary stuff. And it's a helpless feeling if someone you care about got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from getting the medication they need. Thankfully, with Jace Medical, you can be okay. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, and others. Visit jacemedical.com and create and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your first order. Again, it's jacemedical, J A S E, medical.com. Offer code locked on, L O C K E D O N, one word, no space, for $20 off your order. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen or first watch every day. And a big shout out to you, everydayers. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, bonus episodes as news breaks. Jets were home watching the NFL playoffs this weekend. If they want to get back there next season, if they want to end what will heading into next season, be a 13 year drought. If they don't want it to go to 14, a lot needs to go right next year, but they need to get better quarterback play. And I think we all know that it did not work out for the Jets this year at the backup quarterback spot. And part of that was, again, they did not put the right pieces around Zach Wilson to succeed. But part of the problem was that, you know, Zach Wilson wasn't ready to lead a team. You know, if he's, he, maybe he'll be ready someday. He was not ready this year, especially to lead a team that you know had the deficiencies the Jets had. And 
you know, it's easy to say that this stuff's a second guess, but it really wasn't. I don't know why the Jets went into the season with Zach Wilson as their backup quarterback. I have my theories. In fact, I'll tell you my theory. It's that Joe Douglas didn't want to demote Zach Wilson to third string. I think Joe Douglas got a little scared of the optics. I think what happened was it's easy to say we we benched Zach Wilson for Aaron Rodgers, but when you're putting your number two overall pick as a third string guy, that's a little bit tougher. You're going to take criticism for that, but it probably would have been the best thing for Zach Wilson. It probably would have been the best thing for the team because we know that the Jets didn't think Zach Wilson should be playing this year. So why would you have him one injury away from taking over the starting job again? We know the Jets felt that Zach Wilson would be best served a year away from all the spotlight, a year away from all the criticism, just being able to work on his game and practice in a low-pressure situation. So why didn't you let him do that? It didn't make a lot of sense. So even if we get past like whether or not Zach Wilson was a capable backup, my guess is he's probably like an average backup. He's probably you know better than a lot of guys, worse than a lot of other guys. This was not, you know, this it was not a situation that was conducive to Zach's growth. But beyond that, you know, the Jets talked about where we're, we have Super Bowl ambitions this year. Well, you know that quarter, a quarterback could get injured. And it's easy to, like, say, well, when Rodgers went down, the season was over. Well, first of all, you know, you were dependent. You, you thought you could ride a great defense. You know, you, you were talking about how, you, how great your defense was. So why would you not, like, plan out a scenario where maybe your defense can carry you? You have Brees Hall. Maybe you can lean on your run game. That's a situation that should be conducive to a backup quarterback. So that's number one. Number two, you didn't know Rodgers would get hurt for the full season. And this is the thing, like, I think people miss when we talk about the backup quarterback. Many cases, you're not, like, trying to replace a player for 17 games. It's a shorter to medium-term injury where maybe you're trying to replace him two, three, four games. And having a good backup quarterback can be the difference between winning and losing those games. And winning and losing those games can make a big difference when we're talking about seeding. Sometimes winning or losing those games with a backup quarterback can be the difference between making or missing the playoffs. So even if like I'm even if I was to buy the premise that no team can survive a full season without its starting quarterback, well, not every injury with a quarterback season ending. And that's why you need to prepare to have a backup quarterback. I mean, back in 2017, if Carson Wentz had gotten injured week one, would the Eagles have won the Super Bowl? No, but did they win the Super Bowl when Wentz had to play a medium term uh, when uh, Nick Foles needed to play a medium term after Wentz's injury? Yeah, they did because they had a good backup who could handle a short-term uh, situation. So just, I, I never understand in the NFL this idea that like you shouldn't invest in the backup quarterback. I think in general, teams underinvest in the quarterback position, which really makes no sense for on a, couple, on a couple of levels. You know, Number one is when you're talking about drafting a young quarterback, and we'll get to, we'll get to this in a bit, the miss rate's pretty high. So why would you not give yourself more than one chance of getting it right? But beyond that, you know that one, you know, we, we just saw this, like one injury could destroy your season. Yet you get criticized if you overinvested the backup quarterback spot when you know it's a critical spot. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I do think the Jets should be aiming for like a higher end backup quarterback this offseason. And some of the guys that are out there, you know, Jacoby Brissett's a name that comes up. I mean, I think we've seen Washington probably should have made him the starter over Sam Howell this year. So that's one Gardner Minshew, who almost led the Colts to the playoffs this year after a long term injury uh, to Anthony Richardson. Um, so there's a lot, yeah, you know, and there there are some other guys. Tyrod Taylor is more of a medium option, and then there are some other guys who are kind of like starters who may be heading to a different point in their career who could be intriguing. Um, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee could be done. Jimmy Garoppolo, there's some rumors he could be done in Vegas, especially now that Josh McDaniels, who was Garoppolo's number one advocate, was gone is gone. And I know what the criticism of these guys is going to be is that well they can't stay healthy. So if you bring in like a Tannehill or a Garoppolo. The concern will be, well, now we'll need a third-string quarterback because if Rodgers goes down, these guys will get hurt immediately. But remember what I just said. 
you're in some ways these guys are actually good options if you're talking about like a medium term injury if you're talking about an injury that keeps your quarterback out two three four weeks and you only need them to survive a couple of weeks and you need them to play at a high level maybe that's the perfect situation for them you know i, I think that the jets need you know, look if rogers goes down four plays into 2024 it's gonna be a very difficult road but you can't give up and you need to have somebody you can, can go in and run the offense effectively you know, even if it's not going to be a great and part of that again part of that you got to build the pieces around them but you need somebody. You need somebody who can step in and immediately run this offense. You can't. You can't go what you did this year and have, put in Zach Wilson, who you think maybe if he develops a bit, he can run. He can run the offense effectively in a few years. Yeah, everything the Jets did was really flawed this season, and I don't want to like make it all about Zach because I think like this idea that like if they brought in Josh Dobbs or Joe Flacco that this is a playoff team, I think that that's fantasy thinking. I think the two go hand in hand. I think they're both essential for next season. I think that many of the failures that you saw on the Jets offense was they failed to do both. They failed to build the right core around the quarterback this year, but they also didn't bring in the right quarterback. They did not have somebody who could operate the offense at a high level. And both are essential if you're going to have success, especially if you're in a situation where you're trying to win games. And the Jets, you know, were as win now as any team in the NFL this season. They really focused on on the short term, in some ways at the expense of the long term, but they thought with Rodgers, they were a quarterback away from getting to the Super Bowl. They thought Rodgers could get them over the top. Now, was that true? You know, I'm not entirely sure of that. But again, the Jets were really focused on the short term. I think, though, in the NFL, you have to have a balance. Like you have to be able to keep enough resources to help your team compete in the long run. Sometimes you need to have long-term thinking, even if it hurts you a little bit in the short run. That's what Aaron Rodgers' former team did. And as we continue on this Monday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast, we're also going to talk about the future of the quarterback position for the Jets. I know people are saying Jets I need to focus exclusively on trying to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers next year. Look, they should try and build a team around Rodgers, but you always have to have an eye on the long term. His former team proves that, and we'll go into that in more detail as we continue on this Monday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel. You know, the NFL regular season has wrapped up. Unfortunately, the Jets season wrapped up with that. The Jets are not among the teams in the playoffs. But there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Again, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. So, you know, there's not as much stress in the playoffs when the Jets aren't in there. Some people don't want to bet against the Jets. And this year, the Jets were very difficult to bet on. So you want to get in on the action. Well, you can go to FanDuel because now you don't have to bet on a Jets game. And there's plenty of, plenty of ways you can play. You can do live same game parlays. You can find bets in their new Explore tab, and you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. And there's more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Again, it's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Monday. We're talking about things that the Jets need to do at the quarterback position this offseason. Now, number one, I think, is making sure there are better pieces around the quarterback because quarterbacks can't succeed unless they have good receivers and good offensive linemen. Number two is the Jets need to plan a little bit better at the backup quarterback spot. Not like that needed a lot of foresight last year, but the Jets lacked it. The Jets learned the hard way because they couldn't do things the easy way by getting a good backup quarterback last year. Jets learned the hard way that they need to do a little bit better job investing in that uh, this offseason. But I think you also need to keep your eye on the future. And this is like the problem in the NFL. We see this over and over. The best teams figure out ways to keep themselves competitive for a really long time. That requires balancing current needs with future priorities. And 
it's very easy to get lost in this because what does the national media obsess? The national media obsesses overtly here and now. If you like spend a lot of money in the off season, you can spend it really stupidly. You'll get a lot of praise from the national media because you're quote unquote addressing needs. If you draft a player at a position of need, it doesn't matter whether he's a good prospect or not. You will get praise from the national media, but the national media is very fickle because many times these moves come at the expense of your team actually winning because sometimes you need to think longer term. That comes in many ways. It comes with managing your cap. Well, it comes with the way you allocate your resources. And there's no more important position in the NFL than the quarterback spot. And when you don't have a long-term guy, your number one focus, your number one need is getting that guy. But the national media doesn't see things that way. National media sees things as, well, if you draft a guy, he's not going to be your starter right away. Well, you're not helping your team. Again, national media is very short-term focused. And they're very fickle because praise that you get for a move in the spring gets criticized when it loses you games in the fall. And... I've seen over and over writers say, and media analysts say, pundits, people on TV, people on podcasts, people on YouTube videos. I've seen this said over and over that the Jets' only objective this offseason needs to be loading around, loading up for Aaron Rodgers for his last run and trying to get to a Super Bowl. And I'm sitting there saying, look, yeah, Jets try to improve their team, of course. We just talked about that in the first segment about how they need to get better receivers and better offensive linemen. Their only priority, though, wait a minute. What's happening right now with Aaron Rodgers' former team? Green Bay just won a playoff game in Dallas that not many people thought they'd win. And again, our friends at the national media, they're very quick to crown players or you know say players are finished. So I don't want to obsess over Jordan Love here. Jordan Love's got a long way to go. But if you're a Packers fan this morning, you got to feel pretty good about the future of your quarterback position. Well, how did the Packers get Jordan Love? Well, we'd have to go back four years. It was the 2020 NFL draft. The Packers drafted Jordan Love, even knowing they had Aaron Rodgers under contract for a number of future seasons. And what was the response? Well, widely in the NFL, and our friends with the national media, our response was, Packers made a terrible move. Jordan Love's not ready to play. Jordan Love's not going to play this year with Aaron Rodgers. Packers should be loading up for Aaron Rodgers' last run. Well, do we ever like actually test this stuff out? Do we ever actually think, like, has this situation played itself out in the past? And what was our reaction? And was our reaction right? So 2024, everybody's saying Jets only focus, only focus. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you neglect the offensive line, a wide receiver position, far from it. But the Jets only focus should be loading up for Aaron Rodgers' last run. Last time somebody said that was 2020 when they criticized the Packers drafting Jordan Love. But again, our friends at the national media, they don't like to test out their theories, whether they actually work or not. Look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Jets need to draft a quarterback 10th overall. In fact, quite frankly, based on the early stuff that I've studied, early stuff that I've studied on these, this quarterback class, I'm not sure the right guy is going to be there for the Jets at 10. And I think going into the draft saying you need to draft a quarterback at 10, that's just as foolish as like ruling it out because you because the only priority is uh, loading up for Aaron Rodgers' last run. But I'm saying that there needs to be a balance between the short-term and the long-term needs of the team. And there's no bigger long-term need than figuring out the quarterback position after Aaron Rodgers. Maybe a quarterback unexpectedly falls to 10. If the Jets draft that quarterback, they'll be criticized because they didn't load up for Aaron Rodgers' last run. But nobody will care in four years if the Jets are winning a playoff game. Everybody will praise that pick. You know, how many of these people like who criticized the Jordan Love pick are now praising the Packers because they found their quarterback of the future? You know, it's it's not all about the short run. So I think that the Jets need to think about this. Maybe, maybe there's a prospect you like in the third round. 
you know, maybe there's a, a day three guy's probably not going to work out, but maybe there's somebody you think has tools worth exploring on day three. The point is that this needs to be the number one priority of this franchise going forward because Aaron Rodgers is not going to play forever. You know, there's a good chance Aaron Rodgers' last season is 2024. I know he said he wants to play two more years. Maybe he does, but we don't know that. It's always year to year when you're in your 40s in the NFL. Of course, he's going to say he wants to play a couple more years, and but it'll, it'll, it'll all depend on how 2024 goes. You know, and I understand you know, like maybe Rodgers. I've heard the other the other thing that was said. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will be mad. Well, Aaron Rodgers was mad when the Packers drafted Jordan Love. He went back to back MVP. So clearly, Aaron Rodgers being mad at the organization is not necessarily something that's going to get him to play poorly. And beyond that, you know, I've I've heard people say, well, maybe Aaron Rodgers will get so angry that he'll retire. Well, yeah, anything can happen. But you know, the Jets have done everything impossible to make Aaron Rodgers happy so far. It hasn't really worked out very well for them. At some point, you just have to say, you know, Aaron, we also need to think of the long term here. We can't just focus on on you being here for the next year or two because this team's going to be around a much longer. We don't want to go to the bottom of the league after you retire. And that's something he's got to understand. Even if he's not thrilled with it, he probably won't be thrilled with it. You know, it hasn't prevented him from playing well in a similar situation in the past. Rodgers himself was actually in that situation when he was first drafted in the league because instead of loading up for Brett Favre's last run, the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round in 2005, thinking ahead. The thing about this league is the teams that think ahead get criticized in the moment, but then they get praised when they win games. Teams that only think of the here and now, they get they get praised in the moment, and we've learned this the hard way with the Jets over the last couple of GMs. I mean, you can look at any number of uh, free spending, free agency periods. They get praised a lot in the moment. You know, the Jets The Jets are like ESPN's favorite team in March every year because they spend a ton of money uh, bringing in flashy names. But then they get mocked when they lose games in uh, in the fall and the winter. The Jets want to turn this around. They, you know, Obviously, we want to get back to the playoffs next year, but we want to build a great team beyond 2024. And you can't just throw that away because this is going to get real. It's going to be really, really difficult to dig out of this if, all, if you throw all of your resources into 2024. And the number one spot I think the Jets need to look is the quarterback position. Um, you know, will they be able to find their guy this year? The guy's not always available every year. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go sit there and tell you the Jets must draft quarterback at 10. But what I'm saying is that if a quarterback who fits their needs, if a quarterback who's a good prospect is there at 10, if a quarterback who profiles as the long-term solution for this franchise is there at 10, you better not pass on him because you're loading up for one more Aaron Rodgers run. That's what I'm saying. You know, there's got to be a little balance here balance between the short term and the long run. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.